Welcome to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And welcome to our Brisbane Lions team analysis. Yes, it is. The we number one right team it. in the comp. My favourite time of year. Number one team in the comp. Do you remember that time that we went to the finals last year and they got lost? I remember that time that the Brisbane throw? Lions went out in straight sets? I remember that. It was but, good, hey, good times for me. We played, we played finals. And I supported you through the hard times, is what I like to say. I was there cheering them on when GWS stole a victory with a throw. Yeah, I bet you wish the Lions beat GWS now, didn't you? I really do, because we would have smacked the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we both um, we both cried together. We did. Needless to say. So, uh, look, today we're going to go through the Brisbane Lions and look at their premiums. We've had a few questions come through already. We have. Let's analyse one of the greatest teams, and they are so... Well, no, they're entertaining to watch, Chris. They are entertaining they're to watch. They're not boring. i tell you what, they put bums back on seats now, didn't they? It's a year's a long time in football. Yep. But the Lions all of a sudden got a, a crowd going back to the footy. They did. And excited. usually they had to give tickets to the homeless for, yeah. that, for, that, for that kind of action. Usually. Bums on seats. <laughs> uh, anyway. Um, so today we're going to talk about the Brisbane Lions. And for the season review, uh, first little shout out to my little folder here. So I've got some little stats going on. Uh, if Chris can just switch that monitor, that'd be great. Yep. A um, little bit of stats we're going to read through just to keep us on task. But this folder here, guys, also a little quick disclaimer. I've also got the uh, nice little background to this one just to, <laughs> just to keep me honest in case I start picking it up. Visual joke. Those, those people on the podcast. Visual joke. And for those that are offended, I haven't sworn either. So it's just a visual. So... There you go. Uh, okay, so for Lions, they're actually first for clearances, which is, may surprise awesome. you, but um, Lockie Neal coming into that side Obviously, yeah. was huge, and Lions as well. Uh, so I'd be lying if I didn't say that he didn't contribute oh, anything this year. Pun number two. <laughs> pun number two. Number Get two. in there. Uh, fifth for contested possessions, and um, they were actually 17th for uncontested, which to me says that there's actually a lot of room for improvement. So they didn't have a lot of uncontested possessions. They're not like Collingwood. Um, just <laughs> kicking the ball around to no one. So I think there's a real um, a point for improvement, especially for Supercoach, because those uncontested possessions, you can really rack up the pill like Collingwood do. So there is room to improve there. And again, they were actually 15th for effective disposals. Okay. So there's a lot of room for them to improve. So fingers crossed they actually do make some inroads this offseason. Uh, the good thing was they're actually third for meters gained, which meant that, sure, they didn't have as many disposals or as many uncontested disposals, but they just took it on. Yep. And the, the meters gained, which meant that every kick that they actually did was with purpose. And for as a Lions fan, watching them kick it backwards for about five years and going nowhere, so pleasing to see. Yeah. This uh, year, you must have been just stoked with this year. Stoked. So... <laughs> So stoked. Hashtag blessed. Uh, and they were last for turnovers in a good way, which meant that not only were they being effective with, with meters gained, but they were turning the ball over the least. So it's kind of one of those 50-50 ones where you're like, yes, they didn't have as many contested, uh, uncontested possessions. Did they beat but, Collingwood at all last year, though? Well, we're playing them twice this year, so let's uh, let's see how that goes. 
Um, I can't wait. That's our easiest fixture in our double up games. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. We're playing Hawthorne twice. It's fine. It yeah, even, it's all good. It evens out. It evens out. It evens out. That's so good. Um, so, but here's the good news. There's okay. great news, actually. There, I think there's a lot of upside with a lot of their players for Supercoach. Huge upside. They're, Brisbane are one of the most Supercoach relevant sides, and I'll explain why. Not just for premiums. Um, they actually have the sixth easiest draw according to champion data. Which is crazy considering where they finished the season. Crazy. Considering Carlton probably has the sixth hardest. It, <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely hilarious. Um, so we have double ups against the Suns, the Hawks, Collingwood and Geelong. And yes, Collingwood and Geelong may not be that great, but as a Lions fan, we have we play Melbourne at home, we play Richmond at home, we play Collingwood, we play Hawthorne, we play Geelong. We're going to make some money this year. Not only that, we have some primetime TV yep. for a club perspective. Maybe not so much for winning and super. It's about time you got back in the black, I tell you that. It's about time we made some money. Yeah, definitely. It's all about the coin. Good on you guys. I'm very happy for you. I'm actually super happy because um, the Lions being up and about, it creates football again in Brisbane. Yes. And it's been someone a while. that obviously has lived here for basically 15 years of my life. Having that uh, atmosphere and community and people talking about the Lions. You go to a barbecue and your mates are talking about how good the Lions are going. Yeah. Like, that's really good because it just wasn't happening for it's like good, 10 years. It's good, but it annoys me. It's like, where were you when I followed the Brisbane <laughs> yeah, Bears? Yeah. Where were Who you are you? the Bears times? Who right? are you, bro? Who are you? Anyway. Um, but they have the t- round 12 draw, uh, the buy. So, yep. round 12 buy, which isn't favourable. It's a better pain. than the thirteen, but it's yeah, it's it's a bit of a pain that that round twelve bite. It's a little bit of a pain, and um, it's interesting. So, funnily enough, though, and here's why I'm actually tempted, even though he does have the round twelve buy, uh, Lockie Neal and a few of these other premiums because their first fifteen rounds are quite favourable. They play three of the top four sides. Yes, probably not ideal. One side between fifth and eighth, and then ten game, ten of the t- teams they play are outside the top eight. That's good. That's a great way to start the year, and that's why I'm thinking about actually starting Lockie Neal, if I can manage it, even though he has the round 12 bye, compared to GWS who have a tough start to the year, someone like Lockie Neal could absolutely go ham. I currently have Lockie Neal in my team, and I don't think I'm actually going to no. let him go. Um, I don't think he's going to be in many teams. I think he's going to be really, really unique to start the season. So having him is going to be a huge point of difference. And currently, the way that my team is set up, I'm actually basically running a POD Lockie Neal versus Gorn. And I think points-wise, they're very, very similar. So I don't think I'm going to lose on points, but I will be that little bit extra unique in my midfield, and hopefully the rest of it will balance out. Hopefully that settles out. Mm. Uh, But they do have a tough start to the Supercoach Finals. They play GWS away, West Coast at home. For those two rounds, so they're kind of hard rounds, but then they play Gold Coast away in Essendon at home, so they're not too bad if you can get through the first two rounds of your finals. Excellent. Which is good. Uh, So my year in prediction for the Brisbane Lions is, uh, look, they are playing a few more Victorian sides uh, in the double-ups and that kind of thing. I'm hoping that we finish fifth to sixth, and that's a realistic expectation. I think we'll still make finals. I think we'll get the home final from that. I think it's unrealistic to expect that they'll... They had such an easy draw last year. Yep. And I know they have a fairly easy draw at this point as far as champion data goes, but I think I'm hoping we naturally grow, and I'm hoping that we do improve, but teams are now wary of what we can do, and they're wary of our strengths, which means that I have you know, an expectation, hopefully, to come fifth or sixth, and then try and make a charge from there. But we'll see what happens. I think that there's a very... Every chance that you guys make top yeah. four again. I'm but hoping. But I do consider you guys to be in the eight. Yeah. I'll be super surprised if you guys drop out of the eight. 
Correct. And that's how I'm feeling. And I'd like to say we'd be top four, but I think a realistic way would be to hope for top four and to say, look, fifth and sixth, I think is kind of where we sit. Excellent. Uh, okay, so list changes. You had Squeezy Taylor gone to Sydney, Tom Cutler gone to Essendon, a couple of fringe players. They weren't really getting the games there anyway, and they weren't adding much to the roster. No, They're probably costing a lot as well. Well, yeah, and the problem was is that we had such a healthy list. And with healthy lists, it means that people can't play games. And unlike, say, Carlton, who had a big turnover, a lot of Carlton's players have already played games, which makes their rookies irrelevant, yep. basically, because there's no one there. Whereas Brisbane, so many rookies, so many people who haven't even played a game, and we're talking guys that have signed on to 21, uh, 2021, 2022, and they're going to get some options. They have to get played games. And as soon as some injuries fall, the Lions have so many rookies that are super coach And they're top-end rookies too. They're, they're, yeah. they're talented. They're, like they're we're talking picks, people so. in the top two picks for, yep. in the draft that they picked up. So in the top two rounds. Um, anyway, so in the ends, you've got Cam Ellis-Yolman from Adelaide, uh, Graham Birchall from Hawthorne, and Callum Archie from Gold Coast. So again, I think those three options do provide some real value for the Lions. I think Cam Ellis-Yolman's that big body sort of midfielder. I yep, think absolutely he, needed I, by Brisbane. I almost seem like a Robbo kind of replacement in a way. Like that guy that just attacks the footy so hard. Robbo's getting older. He can't always do it. Yep. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Robbo actually pushes. Maybe he's great in the role he did, but maybe he'll push more to that forward mark. Yep. It sucks that he's a midfield only, though. Love Robbo. Love everything he does. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting. And I think Birchall, depending on what he does, I don't see him as the... Um, you know, the Luke Hodge replacement, even though he, some people do see him that way. I can't see him as that quarterback off halfback, but I see him maybe just adding that depth and that structure and that sort of cool head I think in just, that back just line. his footy IQ, um, yep. uh, even just in training or in yeah. behind the scenes, I think it was a great pickup because regardless of if he plays games or not, he will influence the side. Yep. And it's probably cost them absolutely nothing. Yeah, I'm um, thinking he'll probably be more like a back pocket kind of, you know. And he's like, going to be, he's there for a coaching role, right? Yeah. So he's going to transition into coaching. Um, he's got to follow the same footsteps as Hodge. Yep. So I think that it was a great pickup. Wouldn't have cost them much at all. Nothing. Can't really go wrong there. Nothing at all. So, all right, let's get into the premiums. Uh, first one is the main man, Lockie Neal. He's yep. a 658K midfielder. He's definitely costing a premium. So we did pick it last year. I think you started with him as well. Yes. Uh, yep. Probably one of the only good decisions you made, Chris. Thanks very much. Uh, averaged 121 for the year. He had 88% time on ground, 78 percent disposal efficiency which is awesome for a midfielder and um you have a look at it though he had seven scores of 140 plus including a 177 and a 190 yep so as far as midfielders that can burn you he has a high ceiling yep and if you don't have him and he goes big you're going to be left behind i agree i think that he's one of the ones this year that's going under the radar people are just forgetting about Lockie neal again yeah like he hasn't played four years every single game Average didn't he for three years in a row last year he averaged 110 straight this year he comes down and does 121 yeah and people are overlooking him people are overlooking I can't him. believe and he, it and here's why I'm liking and this is why I'm liking players like Dusty Martin like Neil is because Lockie Neal has played 130 out of a possible 132 games and that's in his last six seasons. Mind you, he averages 113.7 over the last four seasons. So over 87 games, he's averaged 113.7. That's insane. Last year, he averaged 131.9 in his first nine rounds. He's going to burn Before he even got some he's attention. He's going to burn people, Bear. If you don't have him early, you're going to be really regretting Especially it. with a pretty good draw, I think, I think, yeah, I think they're in some trouble. So you have a look at their draw. 
Uh, yes, they have a few tough teams to start with, but teams outside the eight, 10 games outside the eight by the time you hit like round 14 or something like that. It's just crazy. So Hawks, yes, but Brisbane, uh, the, the bunny side. Hawks haven't beaten us in a couple of years now, which is amazing. Um, North Melbourne, Adelaide, so they're both on the down as well. Collingwood's a hard one. Dogs are probably hard. Sydney, I reckon they'll be struggling as well again this year. S- Sydney, I, I, I can't see them back in the eight this year. No, I think it's another either. development year for them. Geelong and Richmond are the hard ones, yes. Port Adelaide Suns, Fremantle, I think, you know, are probably around that mark as well, but they do lack midfield depth. They're trying depth. to play the kids now, they so lack, they, who knows well, what they they're going to do. They lack midfield depth, which is what's happening there. So North Melbourne, uh, Hawks again. So by the time you kind of come into their buy rounds, they've, they've definitely got some good opportunity to score. Yeah, so if you haven't if you haven't sold you on Lockie Neal yet, um, there's a, about 50 reasons why you should pick him up. But at least have a look at him in comparison to what you've got on your side. The unfortunate thing is obviously with this price, you're yes. looking at Dunkley, McRae, um, well, obviously Mitchell and Danger, you know, that's slightly cheaper than that. Yes. Um, Patrick Cripps. Yeah, Patrick Cripps actually tailed off under under Teague. So it'd be interesting how, to see how, how Cripps pulls up this year. I think he's probably going to be in most teams. Yeah, he was probably a little bit battered as well. Um, it's more his ceiling, I think, I've, that the guys have big ceilings. Oh, yeah. They know. just. Uh, I mean, you know, I love bringing up Cripps in any conversation. We get to talk about Brisbane because we can talk about the time that he absolutely <sighs> tore you a new one. I forgot about that. <laughs> I completely forgot about it. Yeah. When I was boasting at halftime. Yeah, halftime. Yeah. Oh, yeah, halftime. Lucky Neil's, Neil's like on 100. Great. Yeah, he's going great. Next minute, yeah, got stuffed. <laughs> Didn't he get like 140 or something in the second <laughs> he half? He got not or much. Yeah, 140, and then uh, Cripps went like 190-odd, so that was great. Oh, um, that's good. Good gear. Yeah, thanks for that. Mm. So uh, the next one we'll go with is a Dane Zorko. It's funny, though, because Lockie Neil went absolutely massive early. And then like, oh, okay, so let's just pay attention to Lockie Neal. And then Dane Zorko, who started off slowly, just went absolutely massive. And Dane Zorko, another consistent performer. He's played 150 out of 154 games in his last seven seasons. That's great. And he averaged 113.8 in his last 16 rounds. So it's like, okay, start off a bit, didn't he? Start off a bit yeah. slow. People start to pay attention to Lockie Neal, being like, oh, let's just put a bit of attention this way. And then Dane Zorko just reminds them, of how damaging he is, because once he gets forward of centre, Zorko is the guy that will just hurt you. Well, he got absolutely towed up in the start of the season. His scores yeah. in the start of the season were really, really bad. So bad. Um, and then, you know, turned it completely turned around. So people who had him early ended up trading him out. And yeah. then <laughs> <laughs> they got, so the double burn, just, it just keeps hurting. Yeah, double but burner. I, I, again, I don't think that he's someone in standard that you can pick. I mean, even he, I think he's undervalued. And yep. I think he's probably maybe five to ten points undervalued uh, on his price, but is he still going to be competing with those top tier mids? It's, in- it's interesting, but I here's a funny one. And I'll get to this later on, but I actually think Zorka could be overtaken this year. Um, funny fact though, as well, Lockie Neal I think will be a top four pick regardless. I think it's looking at McRae, um, Gorn, Mid, uh, Gorn, Grundy, and um, Neil, I think, will be the top four. The only one that could probably shake that is if someone's so ballsy to go titch. Well, in our, in our, so oh, no ballsy, one no one will do that. No one will do that. Uh, but I think Neil has to be a top four consideration. Yeah. I see, like, depending on where you are in the draft, I'd take Tom Mitchell first round for sure. Yeah, or if because you pick, if you're, if you're eight, late, if you're like eight, if pick, you're eight pick or eight to twelve, that's a value pick. Happy days. Even even uh, you got to take that risk. Even Oliver around an eight to twelve is a great, oh, absolutely great value. 
Got to do it. Uh, anyway, so that's... There's so guys. many premiums, so we do have a lot to There's get There's not many premiums. Uh, <laughs> Jared Lyons, 535k midfielder. I would not pick him in standard. However, it is worth noting... He went on a big run, didn't he? Went on a big run. Averaged 113.46 in his last 13 rounds. 124.7 the last seven. Wow. Uh, with big scores of uh, 139, 141, 142, and 165 in 2019. He can rack up the pill when he wants to, that's for sure. <sighs> he can. Uh, Daniel Rich, for a premium... Um, Highest return he's ever had, which is interesting, was used a lot for the kickouts, and that hurt uh, our fellow person called Witherden. And uh, we thought Witherden was getting the kickouts. Unfortunately, Daniel Rich did because he can kick it short and he can also belt the ball out 70 metres from goal. And yep. that was the benefit that the Lions with pen- used. With penetration as well. Yeah, and also probably yep. reduced the turnovers um, from that. So. Look, I think that's pretty good. So he had 16 scores over 92 and 10 scores over 100. Would we say not standard relevant, though, because there's no guarantee that he can return that again, right? People have been mentioning him for standard. I just think with, well, A, the first buy round, you're better off going a Laird or even a Sicily or someone like that. Yep. Rich, Rich is consistent. But if he loses that kick-out role to a Witherden or someone else this year, he's going to drop. And that could be a split second. Absolutely right. They, they could literally change that small part of his role, and then all yeah. of a sudden, Dana Rich is, is back now to a, he's an back 85 to average. 85. And it's not worth that risk, in my opinion. With the buy round, it's not worth it. With the price compared to other premiums, it's not worth it. Even in even in draft, I'm I would actually him. I would let other people take him at that high 90 average. I'd pick him at, like if it dropped to like a 90 average defender... Like if people are overlooking him, then you'd pick him up. Yep. But I don't think you pick him early. He's not going to hurt you. His ceiling's not high enough to hurt you. You'll still be able to pick him up if you really want him later in the season at a decent price because Absolutely. he's not going to hurt you. Um, <laughs> next and week. someone will tag him for sure. And he folds like origami under pressure. Probably. <laughs> Jeez, he does have traps for days. Uh, okay, I'm going to go for the rookies now. We're going with... Um, Brendan Stasevich. Stasevich. Stasi. He is a defender. He's 147K. This is my first rookie that I'm going to mention simply because it's hyped. And I don't like to normally get around hyped players. He played one game for only a 34 in 2019. However, he has been killing the preseason. He's been spoken about many times. Uh, He was dogged with injury when he was picked up. His 18th pick he was in 2017. He has had continuity in the last four months. Mm-hmm. He didn't go away in the off-season. He decided to stay back and work on his fitness and start training early. And that's paid dividends by all reports. He is tearing up the track at the moment. They tip him for that half-back flank slash in that midfield role. He is more expensive, but for me, he's in my side at the moment simply because I think that if he's going to get that kind of role then I think he could do well. It's a wait and see for me. It's so definitely a wait and see because I don't know who be. he squeezes out at this stage. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, the losses there, you know, Taylor wasn't really playing anyway. No. Um, neither was, um, what's his name? Uh, long, yeah. long boot man. Tom Cutler. Tom Cutler. Cutler wasn't really playing. He was in and out of the 22 in anyway. So does, is there a spot available for him? Potentially. I'm, he's definitely high on my radar. He's definitely in my preseason watch list. But there's also a lot of competition. And it comes with 147K instead of 123 or Correct. cheaper. But I do think the defensive rookies look a bit thin at this stage. And I'm sure it's so early that things could pop up. Yeah. But I would rather, if I could find the 50K, I'd rather a hill over him 
Yep. Simply because his hills average over 80 pretty much most years. So, But look, he's the first one there. I think Eli Smith is the second one on my I recommendation list. I love Eli list. Smith. He's currently in my team just because I, I mm. want to see him get games. But Me again, where's the, where's the spot? I think it's going to happen, though. I think, I think he will I th- play. I think it's going to happen. He should have played last year, but he got injured, didn't he? Did yeah. A, but he's think, coming back from injury. Um, Not Cutler, because Cutler was the one that went before. I think he, he might free up a few different options. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name anymore. Played back pocket and played the role sort of stuff. Um. Anyway. Ah, yes, um, towards the end of last year. Um, played most of the yeah, games. Yeah, I can't think of his yeah. name. Um, I remember him, I think yeah. there is, uh, there's a few... Answorth. F- no, Answorth, I think, might keep his role. He could be replaced. Um, sounds like Cutler. That's why I can't keep thinking of Cutler. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I'll get All to good. it. Um, Eli Smith, though, picked 21 in 2018. So this is another high-round draft pick that hasn't played football yet yep. because there hasn't been a spot. And the Lions were chuffed when they got him too. They were really so chuffed. They were and really happy he fell to their pick. He's extended his he's extended his contract to the end of twenty twenty two. Yep. So he's shown faith in the club. The club now, by all means, will have to repay that faith with some games. Yep. At some point, it's got to happen. You don't extend someone. It may until... not be round one, but I think he gets games this year. Yep. He'll so definitely be playing this year. I see him getting opportunities. So the club did say he's been uh, consistent football in the club's undefeated Neefel side in 2019. Uh, and this he'll be pushing to make his senior debut. Noble said that he has grown as a footballer during his first year of the club and he's returned in terrific condition this preseason. Awesome. That is good news for me. He is one to watch. And, and his forward eligibility as forward well. Forward mid, mid. 123k. I think just throw him in there for now and wait and see. Absolutely. This is what I'm doing. I actually think there's a big chance that at some point he gets games. And I, yep. I if he if he goes well in the preseason, it could be round one. Well, If he smashes preseason, he'll be, there's every chance that he lines up round one. I think so. I think so. And he's played. He's he's done his dues. He's waited there for a year. That's why I put him ahead of, say, Devin Robertson. Um, because even though he is, he was tipped to be a top 10 pick and yes he didn't get picked in the first yep. round Lions what a great steal mind you because they wanted midfield depth they got him at the start of the second round like you cannot get much luckier than that well and I think that the Lions are now in, a, in an actual position where they can wait to play these guys they don't need to play them necessarily no. straight away they're not developing youth like they were two, three, four years ago yep. where they were just trying to develop Thro- they were throwing, develop. They were throwing them in under oh, absolutely absolutely they were this is what yep. Gold Coast do right so they're throwing their kids in yeah and then when they don't produce, then they go, oh, well, fair, like, what yeah. do we do now? Whereas at the Lions, they're actually doing their time. So it's guys like, like Hawks... Eli Smith, and that's why, because of that, they that's why they're killing the, the kneefall, because they yeah. have high draft picks that are doing their time, and they're bulking up, and they're learning the strategies, and they're playing with some of the other Lions players and everything else, and that's why they're undefeated. Well, it's straight it's out of the size. Hawks playbook, which is why, where yeah. this comes from. But Alistair Clarkson very rarely plays first-year rookies, right? He usually develops them into in the VFL, yep. gets them to a point where he's comfortable that they understand their role and then plays them. And well, you get guys like Warple having huge breakouts. Because you build them up for success. Yeah. They know the role. They know the team. They know what's expected. They've had a bit of time to practice it. They've had a bit of time to build up, to build their fitness. Absolutely. They are built for success. So when they actually get in there, they're just doing everything else as per usual and they're doing well. So they go, oh, this is actually pretty good. Whereas if you throw them in, they're half done. It's just like it's like a blue steak. You tap and tap, and all of a sudden they go, oh, this is it. Yep. And they're underdone. It's I agree. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to Eli Smith. I think that he definitely gets So games. I think those two are probably the two to watch. Uh, Devin Robertson, uh, 117K mid, basically for his price. It's a top 10 draft pick at 117K yep. if he does get a role. And the thing is, is that he slid, um, but he was the captain of the, the WA side. He could easily get opportunities. Uh, he claimed the Luck Medal as the best player in the Under-18 Championship. Yep. 
and he was also the captain of all Australian when he averaged 30 disposals and five clearances a game in the championship. So Absolute he's star. You know, yes, there was a knock on some of his disposals, but that, that's not going to matter when you're racking up that much. It's all about opportunity, and yep. the Lions still have a healthy list. Touchwood to this point, a healthy list. And I only see one major player that's actually injured at this point in time, and that's Alan Christensen. Quick side note, Alan Christensen had minor back surgery. He also had back surgery when he came from Geelong to Brisbane. So Jesus. someone I would actually probably avoid at this point in general, even in draft, even though he did well at the end of last year and I thought he was really valuable and he got another contract. But Christensen, more back issues isn't a good sign for Not me. Not a great sign. Um, yeah, so the next one is uh, Tom Joyce. Joyce. Hello, Joyce. That Joyce. Uh, came a little bit underdone. He was picked, 20, uh, picked 40 in 2018. Uh, he was starting to find his feet in 2019 and apparently came close to senior debut. So he is one to watch. I don't know if he'll hold his spot, but look, hey, keep an eye on him. The next one I actually don't mind is Connor Balladin. And uh, yep. he's a 123k forward. He's had, a big boy. He had that defender forward he swing last year. Last year, but, year, but now he's that in year? that forward line. Uh, he's a big boy and he's 200 centimeters. He's 101 kilograms. Problem is, though, key forwards, they could probably use another key forward, Brisbane, if they wanted. Maybe not to run with such a small forward line. He's shown development and was part of the undefeated Neefel side as well. My only problem is being that key tall, he probably won't score so well. And I don't like the idea of them being less mobile. If you're going to play Oscar, Big O and him, that's a recipe for disaster in the forward Correct. Line. It would only happen so if probably Oscar, Oscar goes down. takes Absolutely. Oscar takes the main one probably and True. Steph... Who is getting older may not. Just, we'll uh, Archie going to get games anymore? Or well, I don't know. I think he got, he got delisted and picked up again. So yeah. maybe Archie's not all um, they thought they could be. We'll Fair see. enough. Uh, the next one is, um, this is one I really do like, Corey Lyons. And he, he's brother so, of Jared Lyons? Brother of Jared, uh, the other brother. He's a 102K midfielder. And this is why he's so relevant is because he's developed over three seasons. He's been developing in the knee fall. He's been absolutely bashing the door down for senior debut. However, last year he was behind his brother, Jared Lyons, Lockie Neal and Berry as the inside midfielders. Yep. He could not get an opportunity because the Brisbane Lions were not injured last year. Yep. If there is an injury, he is someone that could come in as an inside midfielder and average you well. In a good role. I reckon. And for 102K, as a, I would As look, a basement price rookie, you've got to keep an eye on him anyway. Yep. Um, just... We Unfortunately, need more probably not going to be round one again. But I think but throughout the season, you will find him... If opportunity him, arises, he's yeah. 102K. Um, Circle him now. Oh, it's, I think he's got a lot I would watch play. that. And not only that, he's he's done his time for three years. Yep. So at some point, the Lions are going to be like, here's an opportunity, let's see what you do with it. And maybe he'll get a run of six, seven, eight games, and then they'll decide if he stays on another yep. year or if, or if they cut the fat. So um, it's better than a 102K never played or never trained with the Lions sort of rookie. Yeah, definitely. And the last one, Sam Skinner, 111K uh, forward, had three knee recos though. He's cheap if he can get a good run in. He plays forwards and backs. He was in consideration a couple of times in 2019, just didn't get a game. I'd watch an eye for him. However, two knee, uh, three knee recos, you're playing with fire, even yep. even at 111k. Preseason watch breakout contenders. I've put these together. I love the first one on your list because oh. I've been wanting, I've just been waiting to talk to a talking about uh, it. Jared Berry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first breakout contender, Hugh McCloggage. Yeah, my boy. Five ten k midfielder. Um, oh, I love him. Here's the thing though, is that. He has been. He's so good, mind you. But he's on the. He was on the wing. He was in contention for All Australian on the wing. 
For me, in order for him to actually become more standard relevant, he would actually have to get inside. Get inside. I know. Unless, yeah, he just he's has more to get valuable him. to them on the wing, though. He is because they need a good user on the wing, which is why I think it's probably a dangerous scenario for anyone considering him. Uh, draft, I think he'll stay around that hundred mark. And here's the good thing: he does have a good ceiling already. He's only played a few seasons, but he has a good ceiling already. He had five scores over one fourteen plus. So the upside is real, and he has the polish and the clean disposals that, as they start to progress, he is their most likely to average 115-plus outside of Neil. Uh, one of our great followers and friend, uh, Jamie Hall, actually is raving about him, and he wants to lock him into his starting side. Very, very, very big on him. Yeah. Um, he, he's one of two that, in my opinion, with the right role, can go that next level and be that 110-plus averaging player. Um, I consider him and Hewitt basically par for course. Ooh. I think that they both could get that next do push that. into the next realm well, this year, but I'll let you have is Hewitt. it worth doing this year with the top end? I'm I'll, I'll sure. let you have Hewitt. Uh, yeah, but the problem is that the top end on the midfielders for standard is huge. And That's what I mean. There's such 110 a big plus gap. is probably not enough to be on your start Look, consideration. I think the upside is real. I actually have him down, and I said don't be surprised when he out-averages Zorko this year when he averages 1.7 to 1.10. That's Oof. probably my expectation. I, I think that definitely 105 plus is, is, is very achievable. Yeah. 110 plus he can do if he gets, but it's roll. But mine's, it's I roll. think, yeah, I think it's one, one I've just tipped him down as a 107 to 110 as a prediction. Uh, but I think he outscores Zorko. That's a good bet for you. Um, I don't want to make that bet because I think either. it will happen. <laughs> <Me> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think he'll be top 10. So, therefore, I don't think he's standard relevant for draft. I think you could get him maybe around his mark, if not, maybe slightly depends, ahead. Depends on if they're a Brisbane fan or not. I'll, well, I'll, I'll be jumping. I jumped on McCluggage and Barry last year, and I did not regret it at all. Yeah. I loved those picks. They were fantastic for me. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, next one is Jared Barry. Average 99.3 his first six rounds. With, uh, I had 500. He's on fire. He, yeah, including a 115, a 119, a 121. He's starting to get that ceiling, but he had a little bit of an inconsistency. Uh, had some injury issues as well, which started That's, the consistency. As 100% injury related. Yep. I'm really hoping that he comes out and just goes bang this year. All the potential in the world. Big body frame. Well, apparently him, exactly what they need in there. Him and McCluggage apparently tearing up preseason again. So I'm big on them. He looks like a hard worker. He's yeah. Yeah, he's their workhorse. He's their JPK. He's their yep. the guy that's going to get in there and do all the dirty work so that you can get your McLeod and he does the, the dirty work and gives it to the Rolls Royce on the outside. Absolutely, uh, super stoked with how they're going. So that's those ones. Uh, the next one for preseason watcher breakout contenders I actually have Harris Andrews. He's a four forty nine k defender, so he's yep. awkwardly priced. He had seven scores of ninety one plus. He had highs of one seventeen, one eighteen, one thirty one. But the problem with Harris Andrews this year is he had lows of 40, 56, 56, and 60. Didn't he have knock it like he got concussion That issues? was the year before oh, when he was point. killing it. So, look, it, it's interesting. He is definitely one to watch because he could easily do a rant and go on the 90s average. Easy. He could be a 90 to a 95. Yep. He could do well. Uh, so, in 2018, he did average 88.4, and that's including him getting knocked down on 22. So, it's not within, it's not unrealistic that he couldn't average you 90 plus or even be a top 10 defender. He also did have 10 scores of 91 that year, including a 115, a 130, and a 152. So, he does have a ceiling. It's just whether it's going to be his year. So, for me, I would be watching him for draft relevancy. Draft relevant, definitely. Huge. Because yep, uh, what did he average? You're looking 82. at 82. And there's so much upside there, even if yep. you picked him at that sort of 
you know, 88 average, I'd be happy with that still. Absolutely. Around there. There's upside, and you'd hope he'd sort of get around that again. Witherden is a very interesting one, and we had oh. a, a follower. I know, but here's the thing. We've had a follower even message. If you were ballsy enough to say Witherden was going to be a breakout last year, then surely you have to look at him and at least his preseason role this year. Oh, I definitely think that it, like it's a valid point to look at him with the role. But again, if he's not taking kickouts, you can't do like that's it. Yeah. If he's taking all the kickouts, or if Daniel Rich gets injured, yes, you, you'd have to lock him in. Yep, go for it. But that's it. That's the only two reasons why next you would actually Bert, do it. Next minute, Birchall sweeps in for a season. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the whole season because Birchall just likes to fuck with people for no reason. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, but look, he had a disappointing year. After many expected him to be in the top ten, myself included. But he's at basement price. He's three ninety two k. He's actually a really good price. He could hit the 90-plus average, especially if he takes that even the quarterback role. Like a quarterback role, Hodge is gone, so maybe he will now be the one with his good kick to actually start to pinpoint on the way out and hopefully have some kick-ins. He could average 90-plus or even on the better end. It's a it's ballsy, a big, it's a it's big a ballsy if. call. It's a big if, but Hodge gone. They might go, okay, Hodge took all the quarterbacks, so now, okay, it's Witherden's turn yeah. to, to be that person to come out of defense. I don't think it's unrealistic to say he won't average 90. However, definitely value I don't draft. know if he's going to be top 10. Definitely, Dra- definitely draft value. Draft value, 100%. Pick him up at 80. Uh, You'll still get him as your last defender. Yep. Yeah, basically, I've got down here, for a top 10, he would have to knock out Rich for kickouts. Yep. Absolutely. So, yeah. Uh, the next one, breakout, last one, is Cam Rayner. Never going to happen. I know. He needs to play midfield if that's ever going to happen, and he's not getting into that midfield. Wait, he will get a touch in the midfield. If he doesn't lean back when kicking at goals, he could probably average at least 12 more points a game. He might, um, uh, might kick less sprainers. My, my, <laughs> I, I'm watching Arena for a last draft spot, possibly. And it's only if... No, no, no. Because normally his type, the bigger types, the forward explosive types, like your Dustin Martins and stuff, it's, take not, a little bit it's not their third year. It's usually their fourth year they start to show something. So I think it's a year early... For him, however, I'm watching him, and I have seen some videos. He he went away for a few weeks. He's got talent. There's no doubt about that. Well, he went away for a few weeks, and I was expecting him to put on some kilos, but he has dropped some kilos. Wow. Um, yeah, he's been training down in Victoria. I've seen a couple of videos, so I won't drop name drop, but... Um, Sweet. He looks pretty good. So for me, I think it's a year early. Wait for him probably for next year, but... Um, keeper leagues or whatever, I think he is a smoky because those guys usually take a year longer than everyone else. Yeah. Fair enough. Okay. Draft relevance. Rounding out. Oh, get into it. Just round, rounding out. Draft relevance. Uh, Steph Martin is draft relevant. Uh, hit outs to advantage, 185. But he is 33 years old. Uh, It'll be interesting to see how they start phasing him out of the of the. I of think it's going to happen. I Maybe Archie will get a run. It's this year or next year that he stops playing. I mean, he's... He, I think it's probably next year. The good thing with him is he's still got a tank. So he plays over a, a really, really yeah. important link role in the team. So... But maybe they, they move him to a, I don't know, maybe I think, I think half the fact, forward line. I think the fact that we have been doing well in the clearances and stuff probably gives him at least another year in doing that. So Fair enough. Uh, the other one, Mitch Robbo, averaged 107.85 his last seven rounds. Um, six scores of 119 plus. Good old Robbo. However, how much can you bash and crash and how long for? I think he could be one, and they love him for his role, but he could easily move from the wing, which was this year, to that half-forward flank role and still kick goals and do that pressure forward stuff. So his role, for me, I'm staying away from him in draft because he did lose the forward status mm-hmm. and because his role could change back to a Absolutely. forward line. So I would leave him out. And Charlie Cameron, draft relevant for a forward. And this is why, I mean, yes, he's a jet, right? But 
for drafts, he'll either win you a round or he'll lose you a round. Yeah, so because if, he'll go 20 or 120. If, you, if you're desperate, he will, <laughs> he will go. He had 900s, right? So he had including a 125, a 117, a 114, 114, 110. But he also had lows of a 38, a 38, a 43, a 46, a 50, a 55, a 60, oh, a 62, Jesus. a 65. Uh, he's 25 years old. That's a lot of lows. That's a, a lot of It's a lot. It's a lot of low lows. But he <laughs> he averaged, what, 80 for the year. So, look, he is draft relevant regardless. Definitely. Uh, and considering he was all Australian, how do you improve on that besides maybe not being so shit every other round? <laughs> you know, so, look, keep an eye on that. They tar- like, opposition um, defense is targeting them. And let me just check my stats. Oh, yep, nope, that's, uh, that's it for that one. So... <laughs> Fantastic. Well, uh, did you enjoy talking about Brisbane to your heart's content? Matt, I always do. Excellent, because the next one's going to be Collingwood. Just so you know. Oh, fuck. You set, <laughs> you set me up for that. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. No worries. I'll see you, in, see you in two podcast time. Bye. The C is for the courage I possess through the drama. H is for the hurt, but it's all for the honor. A is for my attitude, working through the patience. Money comes and goes, so the M is for motivation. Gotta stay consistent, the P is to persevere. The I is for integrity, innovative career. The O is optimistic, open and never shut. And the N is necessary, cause I'm never giving up. See, they ask me how I did it, I just did it from the heart. Crushing the competition, been doing it from the start. They say that every champion is all about his principles. Carry.